You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. People of God, grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God and from our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. So, um, just before we really get started, and by way of introduction, I'm Matthew. I'm the pastor's spouse. (laughs) Not Pastor Brian, but Pastor Nadia. So you'll usually see me doing, around here, doing the pastor's spouse thing, which is playing music whenever there's music to be played, right? That's what... Lutheran pastors way back in the day used to do. The pastor's wife would always play the organ while the... Anyway. In addition to being the pastor's wife and occasional musician around here, I'm also the pastor of Holy Love Lutheran Church, which is in South Aurora. So now you know just enough if you hadn't met me before. 20 years ago, next month, I got on a motorcycle I'd been on this motorcycle before, but I got on this motorcycle for a particular reason. So I was living here in Denver, and 20 years ago next month, I got on my motorcycle and I started driving, and I headed to Texas. Now, that's where I grew up, and that's where, at that time, my brother was living. So I drove from Denver down to Austin, where my brother was, met up with him, and we hung out in Austin for a couple days, made sure our motorcycles were ready to go. He had his own motorcycle. Um, And then a few days after I got there... We took off driving. We, we started heading north, but it was for no other reason than that's the direction we decided to go. See, here's how the trip went 20 years ago. Um, we started out, and the only requirement that we had on our journey was that a month from that day that we left, I had to be at a wedding. That was it. So we started driving. We found a place to stop. And then the next morning looked a lot like every other morning on this trip, which is we got up, packed our stuff, loaded it on the motorcycles, and then looked at a map and said, where are we going to go today? It was a great trip. I loved it because we had no idea. We had no idea whether we were going to end up in Georgia or whether we were going to end up in North Dakota. We were pretty sure not North Dakota or whether we'd end up on the, on the West Coast. Um, But we just got up every day and looked at each other and decided where to go. Now, I had, along with me, a spiral-bound map. It was like uh, 9 by 12 pieces of paper, and you flip them over. And and the beginning of it was a map of the whole of the United States. And each page in there was uh, either a state or two pages were a state, except Texas had three pages because it's so big, right? And my brother had one of those bigger Atlas and Gazetteer, you know, with the the red cover on it. But the same thing, he had the whole United States in there and every state in there with each highway and major highway and each minor highway and all of the back roads that, um, probably all the back roads that were paved were on our maps. So we'd look at those maps, figure out where we were going, close them back up and strap them to the gas tank between our knees and start driving. I still have that book, that spiral-bound notebook. It's in a cabinet in my basement office at our house. And uh, and every so often I like to pull it out, but it's kept on a shelf right next to a bunch of Colorado and Washington and Oregon 
quadrangle maps. You know the maps that the U.S. Forest Service puts out for backcountry campers with the topo lines and the trails and the roads that are back there. So I've got a bunch of those in there from the backcountry trips that I've taken. And what all these maps have in common is that I did to them the same thing that I did to the map that we carried on my first backpacking trip when I was like 14 or 15, which was after the trip was over, we look back and we remember where we had been and draw the route on the map with a black or a red pen. So it's fun for me to go back and get those maps out and, uh, and to remember those trips nostalgically and to look and see where we were and to remember, especially on the backcountry trips, the scenery and to remember, especially in that spiral-bound notebook, all the places we were and all the people that we got to meet. I love using maps. They're fantastic. So I might sound like an old curmudgeon when I say that I think GPS machines have spoiled us for knowing where we are when we travel. I mean, they're great, and they can get us to where we need to go to, but we're sort of removed from all the space that's around us, and so we simply get to our destination, and and we lose our understanding of where we are and where we're going and what's going on around us. See, in contrast to that, the great thing about big maps is that even if you know where you want to go, when you open up the map and look at the route You can see all around your route myriad other ways to get where you might want to go to. And even if you're in the backcountry and there's just one trail, you know that instead of that trail, you could go up on this ridge and come down to the lake where you want to camp. So there's lots of other ways, and you can see that when you take a look at a map. Now, GPSs are useful. I get mine out all the time when I have to visit people that are members of my congregation because the suburbs are confusing because the roads are all curved and twisty, right? And so I have to be able to find their house. So the GPS is great for some of those things. But when I want to know what's around, and especially when I want to dream about what the journey is going to be like, when how I get where I'm going is as important as the destination, then a big map laid out on a table is invaluable. The thing is, those old maps in my cabinet are great to look at. They're great to get out and nostalgically remember those trips and the beautiful places and the amazing people and the notable adventures that we had. But what's better about getting those maps out than remembering nostalgically? What's better is to look at those maps and remember them in order to dream about the next trip I get to take. To remember the past in order to dream about the future moves us forward beyond where we are right now. People of God, this congregation, and I can't keep track of who has been here a lot and who hasn't, but this congregation, I'll just say, I believe is in a really good place to start dreaming in new ways about the future. Your founding pastor is on sabbatical, which is why... You know, I'm here, right? (laughs) 
which provides this congregation an impetus to embrace a time of transition. I think most of you recognize that this congregation is in a little bit of a time of transition, but, but, but it provides you an opportunity to embrace that time of transition, which may be helpful because I think that most of us can recognize that this community now is tremendously different from what it was seven years ago or four years ago or one year ago. What's still true and has been for the whole history of this congregation, though, is that this place is a good community. There's lots of people and a huge, wide diversity of people, which is beautiful, who have found a place to be at home here and who have discovered in faith new ways to be people of faith in the midst of this community. So looking back at the time when this congregation was formed, or even looking back at the time when you first started to come to this congregation, if it was more than like two weeks ago, and comparing that time to now, I don't think we could argue that this community is not different. This community is different. The heart of who this community is, though, remains the same. This congregation continues to embrace your identity as a congregation who is overwhelmingly welcoming, even if it's uncomfortable. And you remain a community who's interested in experimenting with what it means to be the body of Christ in new ways. So now might be the perfect time to look at direction for this congregation. I worry sometimes that as we approach our faith journey, whether it's as an individual or whether it's a community, I worry sometimes that as we approach our faith journey, we expect GPS-type directions. Turn here, go this direction four miles, do a somersault, and you'll be where you belong. My GPS has never told me to do a somersault. I wish it would. I think that sometimes we expect an easy route that we just have to follow, turn by turn, distance by distance, and we'll get to our destination. More accurately, though, it may be better to imagine that we're all, as a community, gathered together around a table that has a big map laid out on it. And we can look and see where we are. And we can dream about what direction we might want to go. And we can see that even as we decide to go one direction, there are myriad ways to get to the destination where we're trying to go to. There's a danger there, of course. I mean, what if we start moving and things don't go the way we want them to do? What if when we start moving, we get off track? What if when we start moving, we discover that we're not going to end up where we started going toward? So there's danger in looking at a big map and not having turn-by-turn directions. When my brother and I set out from Texas, not really knowing where we were going, I have to admit, I was nervous. I had all these questions running through the back of my head. Would our motorcycles break down? And if they did, would we be able to deal with it? Would I have enough money to finish this month of journeying? Would we meet interesting people along the way, or would we just be stuck with each other? Would we get sick of or annoyed with each other because we were stuck with each other? 
Would it be any fun? After we got finished, would the trip have been worthwhile? These are all questions that were wandering around in my head. The thing that I think I've learned is that if you stay put, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with being rooted in a place and rooted deeply in a community. But if you only stay put and are unwilling to take on a new journey, then nothing changes. But when we begin to make our way across a map, whatever that map looks like, if we begin to make our way across a map, then we allow ourselves the permission to be changed by our adventure. We allow ourselves the permission to be changed by the people who we encounter. We allow ourselves the permission to grow in ways that we could never anticipate, but to grow in ways that we can look back at and recognize that in our life together, the hand of the divine has been leading us, has been guiding us, has been moving us and molding us and shaping us into a royal priesthood, into a holy nation created for this place and this time in which we find ourselves. In the name of Christ, amen. these sermons are meaningful for you, we invite you to support the congregation, and you can do that at houseforall.org. There's a PayPal button there. Also, we'd love for you to come and join us for liturgy. We meet at 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock on Sundays at 2201 Dexter in Denver.